Hi, everybody. <laughs> Only two numbers this time. Plot twist. Hey, guys. Quick disclaimer. We don't know what this episode's going to sound like. We just went through 30 minutes of trial and error. Yeah, Seth's microphone always sounds crappy on the podcast. Like, I don't know. I try to do my best to make sure it doesn't come across crappy in the final, you know, file. Editing. But yeah, it, it sounds pretty rancid in my editing. So we just Girl, threw yeah. a bunch of settings at the wall Girl. to see if one of them might stick and make things sound better. So, you know, hope it doesn't come across bad for you guys. And second thing, before we even say our names, uh, if you guys are in the Discord, I'm posting a picture because I got an announcement to make. JJ, go to the announcements in the Discord. Uh-oh, should I be concerned? Oh, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not? Absolutely not. It's wonderful, actually. Oh my goodness. There's there's puppies. I got a golden, I got a, I got a German Shepherd. Oh my goodness. I got a German Shepherd puppy. She's 12 weeks. Her name's Bella. Aww. She's great. And that's the announcement. And with that, welcome back to Nerd Red. I'm Dr. Zombrin, also known as Seth, with my co-host. JJK Jr. Wolf. Woo! And this is Nerd Ram. All right, that was... Yep, yep. This is a day. This is a day and, and a half. And as for the ceremony, there's my soda nice. can. I don't, I don't have anything. However, however, I do have another announcement. Oh, which gosh. Is... <laughs> so... So I uploaded, um, I finally uploaded the first person video that I recorded like, you know, a year ago, <laughs> which is really, so the video itself isn't doing great. I mean, it got like 40, 50 views. That's not terrible. <laughs> However, one of the shorts of me flying down is about 5,000 views <laughs> and it has like 24 hours of watch time <laughs> and it, I'm not to 80 subscribers. Yay, dude, you are flying up. Dude, no, it's actually, um, I really like looking at analytics. I'm thinking about doing a shorter video, looking at 2023 versus 2024. Other than watch time, I think I'm very much on record because, uh, on track. Because I gained like 107 subscribers last year and we're only a month and a half in. I'm already at 30. Yeah, no, I think However, those shorts time, are really boosting you. Oh, yeah, views, right? I'm already at almost 11,000 versus 45,000. Mm -hmm. However, watch time. I have that one stream that has like 900 hours of watch time. Yeah, yeah. Which is a little bit tricky to beat. Very true. That is still my most viewed video. Not even shorts have beat that. My most viewed short is when I killed you with a flint knock and that has almost 6,000. Shut up, Siri. <laughs> it's not even Siri, it's, it's Scream Reader. <laughs> Bruh, I heard that. Anyway, hey, JJ, we're three minutes in. I think I finished any announcements. Do you have any announcements since I just did like four? Um, uh, I don't think so. I'm still a little bit sick. Uh, recovering. We're getting there. I don't, I don't think I'm, I'm not very special. And so I, I think we can say the episode now. <laughs> yeah. So what are we talking about today, Seth? So, uh, actually, sorry, another announcement. Little, little, little teaser. Next week's topic, I'm going to give you one word, Sora. Whoa, if you know what that is, you're going to be excited. <laughs> Everybody uh, just got this chills week, So JJ wanted to talk about uh, something, but I'm we're, we're going to wait. So that's another thing to look forward to. We're just going to wait for some more info, some more confirmations coming out. But I thought of a cool thing. The other day, JJ's like, yo, you should download, uh, you should go check out uh, Tina's Wonderland. I'm like, okay, I heard about this. Seems pretty fun. It's part of Borderlands. And it made me... Uh, think about the certain topic because we have games like that 
And then there's a big debate in Fortnite with the realistic. And, and I saw that one guy that's really annoying, but I saw an interesting conversation and just taught and some comments about it being realistic. Oh, it's just another generic realistic game. Yeah. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about. Not graphics, but art styles with stuff like Borderlands, Cell Shaded. We have old school like Cuphead. We have ultra realistic like Unrecorded, which we're going to talk about. And then we have our really high realistic like uh, Cyberpunk and all those types of games. We're going to talk about the aesthetics of video games, some stuff that we like, some that we don't like, and some examples that we specifically like of our favorite. Absolutely. I feel like this one's going to be a cool one because in a world where, you know, graphics are have really recently been evolving to one place and that's kind of that more realism looking style it's going to be nice to you know find some of these games that aren't really going for that and while yes they like to kick up their graphics it's it's nice to see that people are going unique places with it instead of just copying the same formula because um yeah that's exactly right like i'm ex i'm kind of tired of seeing the same old thing everything so it's nice to see some some range but don't forget, we're in a world where, yes, everything's getting hyper-realistic. And yet, the number one most sold game is still Blocks. Yep, this is very true. <laughs> the number one most played game, Fortnite, that's not very... I mean, now so, I guess, a little it's, less. But Yeah, it's, oh, it's, geez. Yes, now... It's, it's cartoony kind of, and it's character-based, you know? Yes. The skins. It's really annoying. I was trying to play a map um, the other day uh, where I went it down to 60 FPS and have the lumens on. And I tried to put the most, like, war, because I thought it was supposed to be, like, a war map. It's just a zombie story. It was still really cool. Mm -hmm. But, it, like, the Fortnite character still just is Fortnite. And that's the big thing that's kind of separating UEFN from being able to take advantage and making their own game. Because your skin is still Fortnite. Yeah. And I don't mind that, but it has that Fortnite, like, plastic aesthetic, like, layer over top of all the skins mm -hmm. that you can't really get rid of. And that's going to be really cool when we get our own skin models and UEFN. Yeah. Um, yeah, where do we want to get started? Because this is a lot, right? We have yep. lots of different styles we can go about. I mean, so we want to start with like... Let's start with the one you mentioned, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. I mean, I feel like that's a good, okay. a good base to start off of here because obviously most of the games on the market are kind of like 3D games, right? Whether it's an FPS yeah. or a third person, it's 3D and, you know, there's a lot of ways you could go with that. Borderlands is one of the most well-known ones, especially for its unique style. It's like, man, how would you describe that? It's kind of like a comic book-esque style, I'd say. Yeah, you were probably saying like in Fortnite, like cell shaded, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think cell shade is a good thing because yes, it's 3D mm -hmm. and all this, but you very have this distinct outline. And especially when Fortnite had its uh, mm -hmm. rift zone with the Borderland, yeah, it like that's the big thing that like visually you can see yeah. it, it kind of looks like all of cool. the cell shaded stuff though is almost like hand drawn like almost all of the textures have an element that looks like it's hand shaded stuff like that so it yeah it kind of has more of a artsy feel to it but still manages to maintain it's kind of like darker theming yeah i'd say that's good like yeah like hand written <laughs> i think like hand drawn cell shaded yeah because there's a difference between unique. this kind of shell cell shading and something like scarlet nexus completely different kind yeah. of cell shading there and it's very distinct too like when you <laughs> see it that's borderlands in fact it's so borderlands that when joe and C for this season's battle pass i'm like bro it's the borderlands style and jj got mad yeah no it's true though it looks just like a character from borderlands <laughs> um but yeah, it's really, I think 
um to like start it off like uh and we'll talk more about specifically like the realism different uh or styles later but like i'm not a huge huge fan of it unless it's the intent and most of these games the intent is not supposed to be realistic like we're shooting magic crystal rock gun things with shields on the front <laughs> that is not realistic so i don't want it to look realistic however it has that realistic models right some games have super crazy uh like certain alien models right like it's super far-fetched uh character designs <laughs> so i don't mind the realistic model designs right of guns or cars or yeah. something but it's visually and this is the big thing with realism for me is i play video games to get away from real life i do not want to just play real life unless there's a specific reason and there's two games which i talk about um yeah so most games generally don't fit that so when i'm playing a fantasy like you said like it's D mixed with borderlands if i'm playing that i don't want it to be real actually you're gonna love this i saw a short the other day mm -hmm. um, be warned our campaign is very 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 realistic and then it's the it's the player crying because her character is working a nine to five and has no money <laughs> yeah, bruh. it's like that's exactly the opposite of what i want i'm playing dnd &D, i'm playing this video game to get out of real life but, so, so that's that's why I like more cartoony, right? Mm -hmm. I also just like that 2D cartoon aesthetic versus CGI. So yeah. like 2D animation is some of my favorite. That's why I like anime so much because I like that aesthetic. So when I have a video game that can give me both, it gives me that cartoony, hand-drawn, animated feel, but with 3D models, it's such it's so refreshing as a game. Yes, I absolutely agree. And I think there's there's definitely a certain charm to it like it draws in a lot of people like as we can tell borderlands one i don't think it's a secret it wasn't the best game in the world but the amount of people it brought in that game alone the money it made was able to fund two sequels which and then like look at insane. where else it went with <laughs> collabing with epic games tiny t like all this and that like it's so much bigger than that now yeah and, you know, say what you will about Gearbox having other franchises, but this, like, this Borderlands franchise, this is their baby. So, like... Wait, they have other franchises? <laughs> apparently. They do sports games, apparently. Oh, okay, that's not a joke. I did not know that. I, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw on their resume. But anyways, it's it's definitely a a style that draws in a lot of people. You know, it's, it's not something that people are going to see and be like, oh, gross, it's unique. <laughs> yeah no that's definitely not mm -hmm. something that it deals with and we'll talk throughout and this is a word like identity right like mm -hmm. with its visuals its identity and borderlands has a very distinct and unique identity that no one else will ever steal from it absolutely yeah. it's it's almost like it's mentally trademarked that style so if anybody else tries to make a game in that style or a movie even then people will be like oh it looks like borderlands fortnite's a perfect example i quite literally the first thing that came to mind borderlands not <laughs> so shaded not comic borderlands yeah and honestly i also i don't know how you feel about this i think borderlands is also probably is like in the history books for one of the most art iconic art styles for a video game ever absolutely no two bit like any like borderlands is one of the most iconic and memorable whether you <laughs> like this gameplay or not i don't mind it it's not my favorite but i do kind of enjoy it but again that art style is just 
fantastic. Absolutely. And it's not really just for visuals either. Like there are so many technical benefits to why they made it this way. Because like you can see if you go like on your PlayStation or Xbox store and look under like the DLCs for these games, all they simply had to do was release a pack with updated textures. And that's it is a free pack that you can download and that game is now next gen. It yeah. takes practically nothing for them to upgrade the visuals of this game because they are so simple and straightforward. It's they're not trying to be hyper realistic. You don't need an upgraded engine for like the next smoothness Comic level series. of models. Like, yeah. But it it brings it to a point where all they could really upgrade from that point forward is the details in textures or um, models, right? Mm -hmm. Like joints and stuff. I think that's really the only thing that's changed. Just maybe some fluid like crouching and sprinting, which we've seen throughout the mm -hmm. generations. And so because of that, they're able to make this kind of ageless franchise where even now you can go back and play the older Borderlands games and it still looks just as good as the new ones because that iconic style is what carries the games, not the high detail graphics. And again, like from that artistic, right? When you're actually playing, it, it doesn't have, some games don't have crouching, there's no sprinting, and that's where they're up, able to upgrade. And I think that's better than trying to spend so much time on visuals. Like, we look at Fortnite, right? Look at how much they try to advertise UEF, like the uh, Iro 5 graphics mm -hmm. at the beginning of Chapter 4. Imagine they spent all that time making Season 1 good. Because <laughs> my god, Chapter 4 Season 1 was buggy, and I don't think it had anything to do with the graphics. It's just they were focusing on that, so they didn't have time to focus on maybe the map a little bit more. Whereas Borderlands is able to fully focus on story and gameplay now. They can focus on making the movement more fluid because they <laughs> already have the style from years ago and they don't have to do anything. Yeah, so there are many aspects to choosing a style like this and it comes to other games as well. It's like once you have your assets that you need and your style that you, you desire, you don't really have to use your resources on upgrading your visuals. You can focus on making a better experience for the player in general, which is what Fortnite failed to do. Yeah, and I think that's what we saw with like each chapter, right? When there's a new POI, more so in chapter one, because chapter two, we had a lot more collab and three and four, et cetera. But like chapter one, it kind of had that aesthetic and maybe a little bit of graphics, right? The lighting and stuff mm -hmm. changed. You'd very clearly tell that from like season one and two versus seven and eight but almost every new like preset prefab in like creative generally looked the same mm -hmm. because it has that baseline now yes it's very different like the capsule is very different to the modern house or the broken house mm -hmm. but it, you can tell it's Fortnite. it has that aesthetic and it makes it easier to create new things yes and i think there's a right way to kind of upgrade some of these visuals too like you mentioned lighting I think the best example of, you know, keeping that style while upgrading your technology would be when Minecraft RTX first became a thing, right? Minecraft is very iconic in its style. You know, you got the blocky blocks, you got your textures that are all pixely, that kind of thing. But then you add RTX in, right? It adds ray tracing, it adds reflections, stuff like that. Like those are things that they're not going to diminish the Minecraft style. You will still easily recognize this Minecraft but it's technology that makes the game more immersive, more interesting, and more visually, what's the word I'm looking for? Entertaining Engaging. to look at? Sure. Yeah. A word. <laughs> yes, yeah, all the words. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think um, 
it's it's the question uh do you have any updates on rtx for for console by the way it's like mm, pressure nope. playstation you can also do it and they also haven't had it i'm pretty sure they canceled it on xbox yeah i don't know what's up <laughs> that's sad because that would be fun I was yeah. just showing um, this one guy. I was we were playing Minecraft, and I was using my realistic texture pack. Imagine you had a realistic texture pack with like, but also, dude, terrifying and amazing at the same time. Anyway, uh, but the fact that you're bringing up Minecraft, I want to move on to some other games and styles. Let's talk about that pixely art style with stuff like Minecraft, Stardew Valley, and Terraria. Yeah, absolutely. I think those are some. That's another very unique uh, art style that no single game really has like minecraft yes terraria yes like it has its own but like it's not very like cemented mm -hmm. do you know what i'm saying yeah like, yeah it's just pixelated minecraft's a little bit more with its blocks but if you just took that block and stood it sideways in terraria it's gonna look the same right like yeah it's just pixelated but that's still a big thing like 8-bit that's kind of where we started right like doom one of the first doom games was 8-bit mm-hmm <laughs> Um, obviously a little different 8-bit to something like Terraria, but it definitely has that same style. And the fact that it's still popular now means something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's another one of those styles that, you know, makes it easy for the developers because all they have to do is make a sprite and maybe give it an animation of those pixels moving. But you don't have to cool, apply textures, you don't really otherwise. have to use a 3D model. <laughs> it's like, it makes it a lot easier to add new things and change things as needed yeah because you don't have to especially when it's 2d like minecraft or stardew you don't have to then not only make the model you don't have to do the other sides it's just a flat stick like mm -hmm. a few pixels of brown and that's a stick you don't have to add reflection or this or that it is just you yeah. pixels in a line yeah and when it comes to 2d games like that you like there is no need to ever update your graphics because you have truly made a timeless piece. It is a 2D game, right? There's no 3D, there's no lighting, like there's nothing else to it apart from those pixels. And so you really have no need to 10 years down the line, put out an update that, you know, enhances the quality of Pixel X, you know? And I, I think we do see some update, but again, I feel like the, one of the big updates is lighting. Like you said, like lighting in yeah. Terraria, like you look at the original, uh, or like the really old school console like when Stampy was playing versus now I feel like lighting's a big thing like you can yeah. um play with mods right and when the mods changes the brightness and when it's all bright that kind of looks like the original it just adds that dynamic lighting when you hold a torch and it spreads out you know like a U like it has a circle <laughs> kind of like Minecraft lights um or there's a little bit of lighting and maybe not lighting as in light but maybe like gradient level with some <laughs> Minecraft textures, right? They have updated their textures of certain things, but a lot of it, it's not so bright, right? Like it's not all bright gray. <laughs> you you dim it down a bit and that changes it so much, yet it's not exactly something that you need to be a rocket scientist to do. Yeah, it's fairly simple and straightforward. And with games like that, it, it just, it makes it so much easier to understand as well, like looking at it. It is. Um, and then with also games like this, it allows uh, freedom for other people, right? Like we look at texture <laughs> packs for Minecraft and Terraria. And because you do not have to have such a crazy model, like to have to like go around and do every, like you have to do the shoe with this and that of every creature. It's just a rectangle for Minecraft. Yeah. 
like you can very quick i mean you could make it hyper realistic and make it like 64 by 64 bit or you can make it a four by four or you have the plastic where it's like a two by two pixels <laughs> and that has its it, it compl almost completely changed the game like when i'm playing this realistic minecraft texture pack it almost feels like a completely different game yeah honestly it it does it lowers that barrier for people who are interested like i think that's one reason why minecraft is so popular especially on pc is because if i'm like an eight-year-old kid and i'm like oh i have this cool idea for a new block i literally i could design that in my web browser and then download the file and apply it some microsoft paint like that's all you yeah like it's or just not go to a hard. website for minecraft actually like it's that simple like there's <laughs> plenty out there Download it, upload it straight to the folder, and boom, you can do it. Mm, it engages players in a whole new way simply because yeah, it's not I, that hard I mean, to enter into, you know, changing it. Whereas if I want to make the Leviathan Axe from God of War be a, a spear, it's kind of easy. Whether, not, not even from like the uploading it side of it, but like okay. making that model, because then you have all the throwing and, because that's the other thing, right? Short Terraria has its projectiles, but again, the projectiles are just a mm -hmm. thing that just throws in a straight line or curves, but it's not an animated projectile. Minecraft, that's not very complicated. You're swinging it, and you don't even have to animate that because it's already swinging the same as everything else, right? Mm -hmm. So I can easily change my sword to be a spear. Like, I can make the model maybe a little bit longer or something. Like, so easy to, again, that quite literally does not do anything gameplay wise but it feels like a completely different game because i can make i don't know the shovel spears right mm -hmm. it's an adventure map and now i have a whole new weapon yeah um so yeah like i think like you said like you know we have our cell shaded like borderland style that makes it so it looks high quality even old school right like the old look just as good as the new but then pixelated allows for a lot of freedom for the for uh the community to kind of do whatever they want whether they're making blocks skins whatever yeah no absolutely it's it's definitely one of the more popular styles out there because it's you know easier entry level but there's obviously a lot more to this so do we want to talk about maybe old school cartoons before we get into the other side of like realistic so like or, something like cuphead yeah I'm not sure what other games other than Cuphead are really in that style. Like, I know there's some out there, but none there's really got as popular know. as Cuphead. I think that's more of a show thing. Yeah. Right, like more TV shows. But, but like, that doesn't mean there's not uh, enjoyability, right? Or looking at old school games. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, it's just kind of like that My nostalgia fact. I think that's yeah. where it is, right? Because Cuphead not only does it have the visuals, but also has a lot of audio design that mm -hmm. also makes it sound like an old school show yeah i mean we said like um borderlands is kind of hand-drawn this is literally the definition of hand-drawn like all of the assets <laughs> in here are digitally drawn and animated so it, it's it's a whole nother level of animation yes and i think again it has its own community i think all of these i feel like generally i don't know about you i feel like when you find somebody that really really likes a certain art style they also enjoy games with that art style. Mm -hmm. So if you find someone that likes the super realistic, they generally play other realistic and don't like these more cartoony. If you like somebody likes Blocky, they generally like somebody like My Minecraft Terraria Stardew as well. Mm -hmm. If you like somebody that likes the cartoon, 
you're gonna they're gonna play other cartoon games yeah um and i feel like the old school definitely doesn't have as big of a uh, of a data like <laughs> source what am i saying not uh, inventory movies <laughs> not data pack pool this data is fun pool. i'm just i'm just gonna, you know what i'm saying i'm right? just gonna let you your ride and your data not pool. words here oh my god <laughs> it's not data pool but you know what i'm saying right yeah i'm yeah. not saying help me i'm gonna fi- i'm gonna figure this out but you know what i'm going for yeah yeah <laughs> not data pool um <laughs> Oh my god, dude. <laughs> this struggle is real. What am I saying, JJ? I give up. <laughs> like, there's definitely, like, like the better term with, like, data. What is it? No, I'm not going to tell you, bro. What is it? Data. F- <laughs> We're going to Google. <laughs> <laughs> what do you even Google to find that? Data pool word. <laughs> data pool synonym. Is it data pool? That's not. That does not sound right. How about source material? No. No. It's like it's like a collection of of data collected for like an experiment. It's not data for- oh my god, bro. <laughs> not data mining, what the heck? Oh my goodness. Not database. Hold up, no, hold up. What's a group a group of data? That that's a better Google term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A group of data. A data herd. Groups data. We're going to wiki. <laughs> what does wiki say? Group data or data? Uh, pretty uh, Almost there. Okay. I don't know. We're talking about frequencies and, and freaking... Oh, there's the fancy E from, from the calculus. Why is that on this wiki page? <laughs> G- G- wiki, you're making me more confused. Bro. Data set? Maybe data, data set? set? That, yeah. That sounds right. That sounds so much better than data pool. Where do I go with data set? I don't know if that's the term I'm thinking. My brain just full had a strong. <laughs> oh my god. Comment down below if you have any idea what it was. Hey, JJ, what were you talking about? Uh, cartoony games not having as big oh, of yeah, a data set. Oh yeah, there's not a lot. Not of those. Yeah, there's not a lot of them out there. Mm-hmm. However, I do like that aesthetic, and I wish there was more. I do think there is definitely an audience that wants them. Just maybe not the creators, because they probably don't make as much as, say, the 3D games. Yeah. I mean, I will say, Which like, is sad. this this art style, like, this kind of, like, old-school art style is kind of ambidextrous in that way, though. Because it can be 3D or it could be 2D, because obviously we have Cuphead, but then there's a game like Bendy, right? Bendy has I, that I same kind know. of cartoony art style, but it's 3D instead. I kind of get... Because, like, if you look at all the characters, those characters have been compared multiple times to Cuphead characters. Because the eyes are animated the same way, the the shapes of their bodies are very similar. Like, it has those kind of details that run in between, except it's translating that into 3D instead of keeping it 2D. 
Yeah, I feel like Cuphead is, not Cuphead, uh, Bendy is a very unique, because yes, like, when you're looking at, like, say, the world itself, it's all that 2D <laughs> Disney, like, drawn, but then when you're looking at the characters, like, the, like, the ink monsters and stuff, it's, like, <laughs> reflective goo. Because which, they're is 3D. very old school. But, I mean, like, nothing in Cuphead is pixely. No, but it has that, pix it has, like, a pixelated film over it. For that old school aesthetic. I mean, I'd say that's more a film aesthetic, not pixels, because film didn't use pixels back then. So it'd almost be more like yeah. a film strip, like yeah, having those yeah. black lines or specks across the screen. Yeah. So that it's would be like an old not film reflective, reel. Like, um, like, like I'm looking at a picture from Cuphead, and mm -hmm. it's like their reflective is quite literally a white line on the balloon. But like, whereas that's, Cuphead does that's kind of where that bendy. translation hits the wall, though. Is like with Cuphead, you can have that over the entire screen the entire hey, time hey. because it is a 2D game, hey. and you'll never be looking anywhere that won't have it. But in Bendy, yeah. they just apply that to the textures. Because you have to be able to look around at everything and having a filter over your turnable head is kind of not normal. So they just apply that same effect to the textures instead so that as you're looking at different things, you still see that kind of film grain. When did Cuphead come out, by the way? 2018? 2017. 2017. And what, it's DLC came out like a year or two ago. Um, what was the DLC called? Delicious Last Course DLC. It, it, two years ago. Two years ago, bruh. June 30th. Oh my god. That's a cool. Uh, is that a classic now? Is seven years ago classic? Because I remember Cuphead and I love Cuphead. Like, honestly, watching people yeah, play that's going to be one that, like, lives in the Hall of Fame of gamers. That's, that sucks, though, that that is mm -hmm. already a classic. <laughs> becoming boomers. Giving boomers. Anyway, that's there. We're now 30 minutes in. We've covered some cartoony. Do we want to talk about that middle point? Something like um, Cyberpunk or God of War. And yeah, then sure. we'll end it with some more realistic, like mm -hmm. hyper-realistic and stuff like that. So I'd say a perfect example would be like Assassin's Creed. Yes. I feel like that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like it's very much supposed to be real, mm -hmm. but it's not like you can't tell it's fake. Yeah. It's like you look at it and you can absolutely see like, yes, this is, this isn't proportionate or like this has the wrong lighting or this is a little bit more, yeah. you know, clean okay. looking than it should be. But that's on purpose, right? They don't want it to be hyper-realistic. That's not their goal. Their goal is to create a world that immerses you, but also lets you know, hey, this is still fantasy. Yeah, like God of War, right? Like, again, just like that. Like, it's very much supposed to be real, but then God of War also has all the fancy, like, flashes from the Leviathan Axe and stuff, mm -hmm. which is supposed to be like, yes, this is Greek myth or Norse. Yeah. Uh, which I don't know. I I did watch Side Tangent because we can do what we want. I looked at the history. How much lore do you know about God of War? Because I was like very nine? confused 2018. Because we're talking about trying to fight like Odin and stuff, but like I thought it was other ones. <laughs> but apparently the original games up through God of War 3, like the way back through God of War 3, mm -hmm. was Greek mythology fighting Zeus and, and Poseidon and stuff like that. And now we switch to a different Midgard where he is fighting the Norse mythology with like Thor and Odin and all those types of characters. That's which is weird. Really cool. Really cool. I love it. That's why I think I like this because I like that kind of uh, culture. But um, when you're looking, it has all these fancy things because it's, mm -hmm. you know, 
<laughs> yeah. Whereas there's nothing crazy about Assassin's Creed, right? I mm -hmm. mean, technically, there's a lot because you're going back, kind of. But like when you're playing, it's just real life, except with some heightened super superhuman abilities. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, you know, in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you can literally summon down like phantom up, spirits from the sky or yeah. duplicate yourself and have like a hologram right. assassin jump down on somebody and kill them. I don't know if you're joking or not. Oh, buddy, you're in for a treat. Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, like, I feel like that is the, I feel like that is the most common video game art style now. Is that somewhat realistic, like, it's very real people, they're not, like, crazy proportion, like, <laughs> aliens or something, it's real. But then, just visually, there's just, there's one thing blocking it. I don't know what it is, maybe it's the lighting. Maybe, maybe it's the textures that's just blocking it from being that next level of realism. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say it's a bad thing, right? Like, no, no. It's, it's definitely something that gives it more character and keeps it feeling like, you know, that escape from reality. You know, it, it keeps it feeling it, like a video game, that thing that you want to go to yeah. to get away Which from is, life. Yeah, because, like, again, like, if I'm playing, like, something like Call of Duty and that's super hyper-realistic and I'm playing the campaign... I don't know if I really want to be fighting like someone that quite literally looks like a world leader. Is it, is it that I don't I don't know if yeah. I want to be just like that. I'm gonna be honest. I want to do some crazy fictional, but also somewhat realistic, like with real guns, like shooting this kind of thing, right? Because mm -hmm. um, it also allows you to do stuff that you wish you can do, right? Because there's two levels to that. Um, it's visually, but also like visually and physically right you want to be able to do something like shoot a gun obviously i don't think you're old enough to own a gun <laughs> and i cannot go in my backyard which is next to a highway to shoot a gun yeah not to mention we're not allowed to own fully automatic and like you know there's a lot of a lot of legal things whereas if i really wanted to i could go shoot a 50 cal on call of duty right now yeah no one's gonna stop me it allows you to do something that you're not able to but it's also visually, right? Like, I don't want to see real life. I want to I want to play a cartoon. Right? Mm -hmm. I want to play an anime. And there's so many games that are like that. Yeah. Um. So, what else do we want to talk about? Like, because definitely this is where that next level also, because it's 3D, also adds that difficulty of making new models, which makes it harder. Because you have to, instead of just pixels, like Terraria, you have to build the world itself because mm -hmm. it's 3D. You have to build the world, apply textures, have that model be slightly 3D so it doesn't just look yeah. like you slapped a sticker yeah. on a wall. You know, it, it involves yeah. a lot more to immerse the player because you're kind of making it look even slightly real. So it's harder, and I think that's... I, I was about to say, it. we should cut them some slack, but no, at, with how long games have been like this, we should not give all... some games definitely have like an excuse but most games when they struggle with some certain textures there's some problems mm -hmm. like i will say there are certain games that have managed to find ways around this like i will say diablo oh, I'm sorry, um, when i zoom in it is literally so low quality on some of those textures and like nothing is really 3d but because they are zoomed out when you're that far away from the textures you're seeing it looks high quality. And so like not to bash them, but like they found a way to kind of work around having to be that detailed. 
like yeah looking at diablo 3 versus diablo 4 obviously mm -hmm. diablo 3 is older it's not gonna have the fancy stuff mm -hmm. whereas diablo 4 is very new and like you can kind of look at it and it looks kind of pixelate like old school mm -hmm. like diablo 3 but yeah. at the same time it doesn't it has that nice uh nice graphics mm -hmm. or uh visuals yeah like in i i just played through diablo 4 for anyone who didn't know and i will say there are two different ah, types of cutscenes ah, in yeah. the game there's the you know pre-rendered cinematic cutscenes where it's like the characters talking to each other or something's happening and it'll be all up in their faces and stuff those look great those are fantastic because they're pre-rendered then you go to the cutscenes that are like there's a narrator talking over and the camera's just kind of panning around the environment those ones they don't it's not pre-rendered. It's just using the world that you are currently in, the space you're currently in, and it's looking at that. And because that camera then gets closer to some of those textures, you see, hmm, that doesn't quite look detailed. Is, Why is, am is, I this close to that? <laughs> yeah. Which I think is also kind of interesting to see. Like, we kind of talked about that a little bit throughout this podcast, is um, how, how they're able to take advantage of what their arts uh, artistic choice is so like them being able to zoom out it makes it harder to see super close so they're able to get away with not spending so much time mm -hmm. at the really fine details they don't need 4k textures because you're not going to be that close to see it yeah so so that's that's diablo and i think yeah like you said i think they did a really good way of doing that <laughs> what's a game that you think didn't do because you play more games like this what's <laughs> a game that you think didn't do a super great job Ow. of like making 3d like it's supposed to be realistic and whether that's the lighting or whether that be the camera angle locked in first person or third person <laughs> um so i will say this one felt kind of awkward uh hogwarts legacy they kind of were in an awkward space they were trying to make a hyper-realistic game because obviously you know you have hogwarts this magical school with magic everywhere and everything is magical and then you also are making a game that is like hugely sold on the fact that it's a next-gen game and so you yeah. have all this magical stuff but you can't really make that magical stuff look realistic because it doesn't exist in real life so you have like this ground over here that looks really good but then you have this fire on it that's magical and it's like well that doesn't look right that just looks kind of awkward mm. and so I see what you're saying it's like two different aesthetics kind of clashing together and it kind of has this very yeah distinct line that's mm -hmm. kind of separate the game it. itself is beautiful like flying around on your broom like it, uh. it is like stunning graphically uh. i love it but then you kind of see these points where the two Arr. worlds are kind of clashing with each other and it would almost benefit from being a little yeah, bit it, more like uh, the assassin's uh, creed uh, something it, like it. that where it's like you can still easily tell that this is a video game and that would kind of set it in a similar place as you know having that what? magic in there right it looks kind of <laughs> realistic but not all the way there and i think with uh the new consoles like ps5 xbox series s and x with the ability to do like these crazy lighting like ray tracing <laughs> lumens all that kind of stuff and as the jet consoles go forward because obviously yes pc is the main thing but let's be real most mm -hmm. gamers probably are console players between switch yeah. xbox and playstation so that's where they're going to be making the games probably for right mm -hmm. and as those get better whether they can do a good job or not i feel like we're going to be seeing the graphic like 
the common visual is going to get more and more realistic. Yeah. Because that's just kind of how it goes, right? Like, let's look at uh, animation, right? Like, it was obviously, like, flip book. Like, it wasn't super great. Mm -hmm. And then it got better, and we had, like, things like Prince of Egypt with maybe a 3D background with 2D characters. Mm -hmm. But then, now it's CGI. Now CGI evolves. We're not getting to see that stuff anymore. I wish we had good... 2D animated movies. That's why I loved The Boy and the Heron so much. Mm -hmm. We don't see that anymore. I'm not saying Mario has a bad plot, but visually, I do not like mm -hmm. the Mario movie because it's just a realistic CGI. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see that in a movie. And I feel like as games evolve, we're going to see the same thing. We're going to see more and more hyper realistic games with like realistic mm -hmm. textures and hair and stuff. Yeah. Going away from more so like God of War. I think God of War and assassin's creed is where i want it to stop mm -hmm. i don't want it to go past that point i want it to maybe we can update some stuff but i want it to be very clearly look real and like real people but still be able to tell it's a video game mm -hmm. one more that i do want to mention here while we're talking about 3d stuff and i know how you feel about these but there's the the lego games right i feel like these ones are on honestly a good timeline to kind of show the evolution of graphics while also keeping their style because obviously we have yeah legos right legos are legos you can't really change that and so Whoa, when you LEGO's make a lego so when lego you make a lego? lego game you're gonna have lego characters you're gonna have lego weapons lego studs as currency right like that's that's how lego formulates their games and then yeah you kind of look as you know the different games come out like you look at lego star wars one well, okay, they have Lego characters, but not all the environments are Lego. Because, you know, they didn't really have the capability to do that with everything back then. But then you move forward to something like the Lego movie video game or uh, Lego Star Wars, like the newest one. A lot more of that is Lego because they now have the technology to, you know, put that 3D texture in there, you know, make it look like the light is actually reflecting off plastic, you know? And so yeah. they're kind of while graphics are progressing they're able to use their style more efficiently and i was i'm glad you brought that up because i wanted to say like another thing with lego being able to see like the evolution is looking at say clutch powers <laughs> yeah yeah like that's old school lego like that's how old do you think clutch powers is oh god i know we've definitely asked this question know. before uh i'm gonna go 16 years 16 years it's quite old. Um, not quite that old. 14. 14. I was close. I was close. 2010. So seeing that, that's 14 years ago, and seeing something like the Lego movie, we quite literally see the seam on his hair. Mm -hmm. But yet, it's still fake. It's still... I forget. Was that... That was CGI or yes, it was animated? CGI. CGI. I, I saw a short about that really recently. Like, it mm -hmm. looks so good. Yet it is all completely computer generated. Mm -hmm. It's not stop motion or anything. Any of it. Um, but like looking at real realism and taking advantage of that fancy lighting, but still being able to do a cartoony fictional world. Mm -hmm. I think Lego's really done that well and been able to hold their own with that space. And it's a perfect example of, you know, keeping that identity of your games while also taking advantage of the new tools that you get with advancing technology. Um, question, uh, I don't know if you know this, how much longer do you think it takes for them to make shows and movies with that fancy 
visuals, like the Lego movie visuals, because like that's the only problem now. We have all of Lego Ninjago for years and years, and we mm -hmm. have all these old Lego movies and shows. I want all that, but I want it in the Lego style, like comedy, but also visuals. Yeah, I think and obviously that's honestly not, something in time will get a lot. Something like the Lego movie, I'm pretty sure it took less time to make, like animate specifically, than it took to animate, you know, Spider-Verse. So it's, in the end, it's a more efficient way of doing things, whether or not, you know, you like the style, that's kind of a personal thing, but it's, it definitely is a more efficient way to do it. And as technology advances, there are shortcuts they can take while also keeping that quality. So, you know. Um, let's see. Uh, three years to be precise. It would have taken closer to 10 and required about 15 million Lego bricks if it was old fashioned stop motion. Mm -hmm. So with the CGI, it took about three years to animate the Lego movie. Mm -hmm. So, cause like, yeah, now I love that, but that's the only problem I have with the Lego is I want more of it. Mm -hmm. But obviously we don't have 15 years of stockpiled shows in that style, in that art we style. We have a bunch of games that you could play, but somebody has a vendetta against them. I do. I don't care. Sigh. That's... Does it have as good as uh, good character development as Emmett, though? Because it's not Emmett. Play the Lego movie video game. Emmett. But does that have behind the scenes on how they made the double-decker couch? Bruh. I bet it doesn't. Bruh. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, I think before we get into the realistic, I think... Uh, we can kind of transition into a realistic with a perfect example, just like the Lego of kind of like identity and how it can be good and bad. And I think we should talk about the evolution of Fortnite with its crazy graphics, with its cartoony graphics, with this and that. Mm -hmm. Then we can transition into the super realistic stuff. Sound good? Yeah, definitely. So obviously you didn't play chapter one, but you did. You, you've seen plenty of chapter one, whether yeah. that be through me or YouTube, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like Fortnite has such an iconic visuals from from their art style, especially with what games they were competing with at the time. Obviously, it came after Fortnite, but look at something like Apex, PUBG, and Warzone. Those are all around that time, and they all were battle royales. And they all have either realistic, like PUBG or Warzone, or they have a more... What would you say Apex? Like, it's more realistic, like, Warzone than than Fortnite, but it's not real, like, yeah. Warzone. It's it's kind of like... It's a weird in-between. It's it's kind of like the same situation that um, Scarlet Nexus is. It's like the characters are very animated, whereas the environment itself is kind of a little bit more realism. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's good. Like, the characters themselves are very animated, like, you know, something uh, cartoony, whereas the mm -hmm. world itself is much more realistic than something like Fortnite at the start. And obviously we saw stuff, because guess what? It also came out and they need to make it better. They want to make it look better at, to a certain degree. And so things are going to change, right? I, <laughs> I don't think we can get away from that. However, what really happened was Chapter 2 had some new lighting, had some new graphics, because guess what? Unreal 4 came out Chapter 3? <laughs> chapter 2. Something like that, right? So as time went on, they because they're using Unreal Engine and it's developing and it's going and we're getting cooler and better looking stuff. You know, let's look at um, some of these live events, right? Like they look crazy. These trees look cool, this, that. Then we get to chapter three. Um, and do you want to talk about chapter three a bit? What, some, like, what, kind what of, part are you like going you were, for here? You're talking about how uh, 
the quality of some of the builds, like Tilted and, and Shifty, how they're able to find a really good balance that we both agree with. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it with still keeps one that kind of cartoony theming, you know, some of the geometry of the builds is still kind of, like, lopsided, which kind of gives it a little bit more character. And yet we still have that really cool lighting. We have high detail on those textures, whether or not they're cartoony. Like, it's, yeah. it kind of keeps a good balance of that character versus, you know, going straight into the realism. Like, we have to have these super high-definition textures on everything and then make everything, like, super jagged and kind of look 3D. So, that's, that's up to Chapter 3. And I think up to Chapter 3, you can still tell it was Fortnite. I think you can look at any POI, whether it's super recognizable based on nostalgia like Tilted, you can kind of look at any building and kind of tell us Fortnite up to chapter three. But then yeah. it kind of fell off in chapter four with UEFN 5, mm -hmm. uh, where we got lumen lighting, which was cool and all. And I see some cool pictures. And let me tell you, I can't tell if it's Fortnite or just one of these other realistic games. Like, I can't tell. Mm -hmm. And some people think that's a good thing but in reality it means fortnite is kind of losing its character right like everybody knows what a v-buck is right this is yeah. bear with me here everybody knows what a v-buck is it's kind of like fortnite's branding so if i say i'm gonna buy me some v-bucks you know exactly what it's for and probably are judging me for buying them but that's besides the point <laughs> Same. So when you kind of change your style like that and make it more realistic, you're losing that recognition mm -hmm. that you would have had prior to that. And when it comes to Fortnite, they kind of need that rec recognition. That's what they live off of is that expectation that people know what the game is. I turn it on sometimes, um, or I should say turn it off. I normally play with 120 FPS because, you know, I'm, I'm more like the competitive side. So I need that more frame rate, right? Mm-hmm. But I like to turn on 60 just to check it out. And I don't know if I could actually play if I wanted to. Like, if I was stuck at 60, I don't know if I'd find it enjoyable. Because it was cool at first, right? It was cool for mm -hmm. a season with, with the fancy graphics. And now, I'm sick of it. Because I get... Again, I'm playing a shooter builder game with all this other stuff. I don't want to focus on the cool sun reflect... I saw a picture, right? And I'm quietly like, I can't look there because the shadow and the shade is too dark. But then if I'm trying to look over here where the sun is, well, I can't see them because it's like the sun and it's too bright and I need sunglasses to see my enemy. <laughs> like, I don't want to play a game like that. Now, if you want to, I think you should have the option. I think Minecraft's great, right? You could have that very cartoony feel, but you can turn on RTX and you can make it hyper-realistic with all the reflections and stuff. But sadly, Fortnite and whether that's... Con I don't even know. Do you even think that's a console thing? Because there's an ability to turn off lumens with 120 do you think there should be an option on console just to turn off lumens themselves but keep 60 i don't know because in reality because that's like, the only, only reason it knocks it down to 60 is because lumens take so much more processing power and it wouldn't be able to sustain 120 so if you're turning lumens off then there's not really much else that comes yeah. with it that would require you to remain at 60 because i just say that because say that i because I have a fancy monitor now that I can run 120. But say I still had my old monitor, I would still be stuck at 60. So I'd have to play with the lighting. And there's no option not to play with that. But I just don't enjoy it. Because like uh, I said, yeah, I, I see play what you're it. saying. That's, that's why I'm saying that. If there was an ability to just turn off lumens, I can play 60, which is all I can do. But not have to have all this fancy RTX ray tracing lumen lighting. Yeah, that makes and sense. all this fancy stuff. That's what I'm going at. 
because that's a problem. Like, I quite literally do not want to go back down to 60, not because it's 60, but because of the graphics. <laughs> like, I have to have my 120 for the loss of graphics. Yeah, it's, it's cool to see, but in a competitive game especially, you really don't want graphics to be interfering with your player's gameplay. Like, I'm getting distracted because the tree swing. I'm like, oh, I missed my shot because I had to dodge the tree that is moving. <laughs> I don't want to have to deal with that. Yeah. But that's because Fortnite is a cart. Like, we look at where it came from, Save the World. It's made to be like a cartoon, right? Like, chapter one, which I'm still mad about, they remove the little clouds from your feet when you're running. <laughs> and it's very much supposed to be cartoon. Like, you look at the boxes, it's supposed to be like an old school cartoon. And that's what its purpose is. And now let's go to the purpose of realism. And let's talk about two really cool games. One that's, uh, neither of them are out. One I'm really looking forward to. The other one, we don't know much news. And these two games are called Unrecorded and Subliminal. Where do you want to start with these? I know you've, you see, you've seen Subliminal. Do you remember that one? Yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's and then let's talk about uh, Unrecorded first, because I feel like that's the one most people are going to be familiar with, because, you know, it yes. circulated the internet and took it by storm. Everyone so. re reacted, and that blew up everywhere. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about it? Do you, do you remember the trailer? Yes. What happened in so, the trailer? Uh, it's the one he's running through the building, right? The Yes. Yeah. All right. Body, so it's a body it's cam, a body cam yeah. cop operation. Mm -hmm. You basically, your camera is on this person's body as you are running through this building. And because of the technology that they're using and the way that they've set up this camera, they've made it so indistinguishable from reality that multiple people thought this was real body cam footage when it came out. Like I saw people in the comments like, how is it legal that this is online? I, I saw that in reactions. It's like, there's no way that this is real. And then they had to go in to the video editor and like clip through things to show, yes, <laughs> this is fake. Or um, this isn't one of the games. Did you see that burning car? Uh, I think so, yeah. With UEFN 5. There was a burning car and you could not tell. And what the creator had to do was he had to take one of these like camera beans that people use when making games and slide it through to show, yes, this is in my game engine like experiment. Uh -huh panel because it is hard to distinguish yeah and you know this is a game that is all about that right it's all about its realism here so it's not something that is going to be annoying to players really because you know if you're downloading this game you know what you're getting exactly that's that's what i'm saying like the intent right when i'm <laughs> playing fortnite i'm not intending to play real life i'm intending to play something like <laughs> cartoony whereas this i want to do this and I actually saw there's going to be some problems that's going to be interesting to see how it actually plays because do you know what might get really annoying with games like this? Huh? Motion blur. I play with motion blur often almost all games. Yeah. That's not going to have that option probably. Yeah. Imagine real life without motion blur. Yeah, that wouldn't really make sense. That doesn't really work. So it's going to be like really interesting to see a lot of these, but that's the intent. Gameplay wise, that's just the one people know about. But the gameplay wise that I'm excited about is subliminal. Um, do you want to go a little bit that you know? Because I don't know if you've seen both trailers. Because like, yes, this is why I, I'm I really know I saw about. the one. Uh, Subliminal is basically, you know, everybody knows the back rooms and the pool rooms and stuff like that. All these liminal spaces and pictures online that you see. Subliminal is basically the game of that, right? You're You're kind of like lost in these different liminal spaces. And it looks insanely realistic, but also kind of looks 
almost like a um analog horror series in the way that it's designed yes. especially the one trailer that opened up with like a public service announcement mm -hmm. and you have like a little cartoony and let me tell you that gave me goosebumps when it just started to go to black and it likes the screech and then mm -hmm. the amount of people that didn't know it went to the game and mm -hmm. they said it at the bottom of the screen in game footage and nobody believed it yeah until you saw like maybe like the uh the crosshair right like mm -hmm. when you that kind of starts interacting you can kind of tell but even then it was hard and i'm sadly i'm not gonna be able to play jj do you even think your computer is gonna be able to handle this probably properly? not it's sad, but I want to yeah. play this. I can't wait to watch people play this. So we're kind of like hoping it comes to consoles, like by a miraculous miracle here. I'd say next gen, like PS6. Yeah, very possible. The, the technology you need for this. So the gameplay itself is, like you said, it's the back room. It is randomly generated back rooms, like rooms you're gonna go through. Except it's hyper realistic with reflections, with chairs. Like it quite literally looks like a video, like an analog video, and it looks so cool. And yeah, so the back rooms, you have monsters, you have puzzles, it's really fun. But again, the point is you're supposed to go into the back rooms. We kind of talked about this earlier with the visuals, but also physical mm. part of it. This obviously we cannot go to the back rooms and fight these monsters, can we? Yeah. So that's what it's doing. It's not giving us visuals that we can't achieve in real life, because obviously oh. it's real life. We can't play an ant we can't be an anime character mm -hmm. right so that's where we play games for us this is giving us that physical something that we want to do like call of duty right if call of duty is hyper realistic like like unrecorded right yeah we want to shoot a gun like real life with the recoil with the flash and everything just for real life this mm -hmm. one is letting us play the back rooms and explore these monsters and it might be one of my most anticipated games of all. i'm i'm sorry hightail looks great but subliminal. <laughs> I got Terraria. I'm fine. I don't got subliminal. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. Um, and you said you didn't know anything until I told you, right? Yeah, no, I saw the one clip of Unrecorded, but I heard nothing about subliminal. And so the people that don't know, it is currently on Steam, not to purchase. Like, there's a page. It's set to release fourth quarter 2023 here we are with no new trailer news or anything that's so we don't know when it's going to release it's an indie project mm -hmm. um but like i am so excited but again this will open up a new genre of games that i'm excited to see but it's that intent i want to play something because i want to do that right like i want to experience that because of the realism yeah i don't want realism to be the norm Mm -hmm. I want to choose to play a realism game. Yeah. Um. All right, we have like a minute left. Favorite art style and favorite example from that art style. Uh. Wow. What a question top... to spring unexpectedly. Right. <laughs> Ready? Top three art styles. Um. So like, and then like an example of each. One example of each. Borderlands. Definitely. Same. Um, Which Borderlands? Tiny Tina's specifically. I was going to say that too because yeah. of the magic, right? The crystals. Absolutely. Um, so that's one mm -hmm. of our styles. Uh, what's. You got two more. Uh, Scarlet Nexus. I really like the kind of duality of the the high quality, but the still anime style. Okay. So Scarlet Nexus, would you say. No, you said anime, right? Mm -hmm. Anime. Okay. And then what about third? Um, 
third Lego. I, I, I love what Lego's doing with their kind of plastic look, but still keeping yeah. that kind of real lighting. All right, um, hyper-realistic, because specifically for subliminal, I'm so hyped for subliminal. And honestly, I'm gonna say pixelated, because I like that cartoon, so pixelated. I'm gonna say Terraria. I think I like the visuals of Terraria more than Minecraft. Mm -hmm. And with that, make sure you join our Discord, follow, hit the bell on whatever you're doing, follow the Nerd Rant podcast on Instagram and Twitter, and with that, good night. Bye!